Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. You are listening to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast version of Morning Prayer Rite 2, as found in the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, available through Church Publishing Incorporated. Our devotional this week is offered by Lizzie McManus, our family minister. If you would like to support this podcast and St. Michael's Episcopal Church, you can contribute online at saint-michaels.org. If you wish to follow along at home, please turn to page 75 in your Book of Common Prayer. Jesus said, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. We will now read the Venite on page 82. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The appointed psalm for today is Psalm 119, verses 49 through 72. Remember your word to your servant, because you have given me hope. This is my comfort in my trouble that your promise gives me life. The proud have derided me cruelly, but I have not turned from your law. When I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, I take great comfort. I am filled with a burning rage because of the wicked who forsake your law. 
Your statutes have been like songs to me. Wherever I have lived as a stranger, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and dwell upon your law. This is how it has been to me, because I have kept your commandments. You only are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to keep your words. I entreat you with all my heart. Be merciful to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and turned my feet toward your decrees. I hasten and do not tarry to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked entangle me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I will rise to give you thanks because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your commandments. O Lord, you have dealt graciously with your servant according to your word. Teach me discernment and knowledge, for I have believed in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and you bring forth good. Instruct me in your statutes. The proud have smeared me with lies, but I will keep your commandments with my whole heart. Their heart is gross and fat, but my delight is in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is dearer to me than thousands in gold and silver. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy. Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I have seen that this people is indeed a stubborn people. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven. 
and I will make of you a nation mightier and more numerous than they. So I turned and went down from the mountain while the mountain was ablaze. The two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. Then I saw that you had indeed sinned against the Lord your God by casting for yourselves an image of a calf. You had been quick to turn from the way that the Lord had commanded you. So I took hold of the two tablets and flung them from my two hands, smashing them before your eyes. Then I lay prostrate before the Lord as before, forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all the sin you had committed, provoking the Lord by doing what was evil in his sight. For I was afraid that the anger that the Lord bore against you was so fierce that he would destroy you. But the Lord listened to me that time also. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that he was ready to destroy him. But I interceded also on behalf of Aaron at that same time. Then I took the sinful thing that you had made, the calf, and burned it with fire and crushed it, grinding it thoroughly until it was reduced to dust. And I threw the dust of it into the stream that runs down the mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now say a song of penitence found on page 90 in the Book of Common Prayer. O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power. But your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering, and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned, and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me in accordance with your mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from John. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus on his part would not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read the Song of Zechariah found on page 92 in the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Nicodemus, a respectable Jewish man, a Pharisee, comes to see Jesus at night. John's gospel relies heavily on dramatic tension and irony, so this is an important detail, Nicodemus coming under the cover of darkness because it indicates that Jesus is likely to give Nicodemus a word that will bring darkness into light and bring light, that which is clear, into obscurity, into darkness and mystery. And when Nicodemus arrives, he simply says, Jesus, you must be of God, for no one can do what you do unless they are from God. And Jesus has this kind of wry reply. He says that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. It's interesting because Nicodemus has just said that he sees God in Jesus, and Jesus' rebuttal is that you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you have been born again. Which begs the question, what does it mean to be born again? 
Today, we hear this phrase all the time, a born-again Christian, and it generally comes to mean that um, someone has had an evangelical encounter with Jesus in their heart. And by evangelical, I mean that in the truest sense of the word, a full-body emotional encounter with God that causes one to accept Jesus into your heart and life, and by this transformation begin living a transformed and renewed life. But Nicodemus is not in our cultural milieu. He hears this far more literally as a second birth. And almost sardonically, he says, what does it mean to be born again? Do I literally crawl back into my mother's womb? That's impossible. And I would say that both of these interpretations, our modern, emotive, transformative encounter with God, and yes, Nicodemus's question to be enwrapped in a womb, both of these remind me of the writings of mystic and Episcopal saint, St. Julian of Norwich. St. Julian fell terribly ill in the 14th century, a time when the plague was rampant in Europe. And lying on her bed, uh, believing it was her deathbed, she beheld a vision of God. And God wrapped her in tender, mother-like love. And most scandalously, she saw this love as embodied in the blood of Jesus. And we know this because she wrote about this encounter. She wrote about it in actually the first book published in the English language by a known woman, Revelations of Divine Love. And she wrote that, quote, Christ is our true mother in whom we are endlessly born and out of whom we never come. Christ is our true mother in whom we are endlessly born and out of whom we never come. Reading Nicodemus's question through St. Julian's vision, I would argue that this rebirth in God is continual. A continual invitation to the warmth and safety of God's womb and a reminder that Jesus bled both blood and water on the cross, much like blood and water are part of what bring us into this world through birth. And like birth itself, being reborn in God can be painful. It is a stripping away of what has kept us blind and comfortable as much as it is an invitation to taste and see a bright and beautiful creation. And this love is scandalous. St. Julian's writing was scandalous for her time, and not just for the obvious visceral nature of writing about being bathed in blood, but also because she wrote about this encounter with God at a time when the sacrament was reserved only for male-ordained clergy, the blood sacrament, the wine. St. Julian was tasting, being wrapped up in something she was not supposed to even touch. As Julian's scholar and pastor Amy Laura Hall writes in her book, Laughing at the Devil, St. Julian saw that God's blood spills over unaccountably. St. Julian reminds us that the love of God, this free-flowing, incarnate, uncomfortable love of God, is not just for us. It is for everyone. 
God spilled God's own motherly blood for everyone. And it's a profound intimacy to, to be born of the same person. And as Christians, we believe that we share in this intimacy. We call each other siblings in Christ, children of the same parent, and we are wrapped in this same love. So in the season of Lent, as we return to God, as we come to God in repentance, and as we remember that we are all siblings in Christ, sharing in the same motherly love, My challenge is for us to consider how we can best love the siblings who challenge us, the siblings we are afraid of. How can we see that we are all children of God together? Amen. We will now say the Apostles' Creed found on page 96 in the Book of Common Prayer. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And And also also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll now say together Suffrages A, found on page 97. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us by your Holy Spirit. Bless us, O God, in this holy season in which our hearts seek your help and healing, and so purify us by your discipline that we may grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, Almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all that we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time, I invite your own prayers and intercessions. We'll now say together the prayer of St. Christostom on page 102. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised to your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.